Welcome back to Fig and Farm at Home. Today in this Know Before You Go, we are talking about my most recent trip to Ikea. Now, some of you land in the camp of, I don't really care for Ikea, and others of you are, I cannot get enough. Wherever you land, I hope that this inspires you to either give it another chance for some of the things I'm going to share, or really dive a little deeper the next time you go in. But there are always five things I'm on the hunt for when I go to Ikea, and I'm sharing those with you today. Five things that I think you don't need to spend more money elsewhere when you can get it here. I am excited to share what those five things are, and I have a special announcement for you. But before I tell you about the announcement, I want to read the latest review that came in from Lara Ridd. Lara, I don't think I said that right. I think it's Ride. Okay, you tell me. Come into the Facebook group and tell me how to say it. Or, did you know, Lara, you can go to my website, figandfarmathome.com, and you can leave me a voice memo? Tell me how to pronounce your name. I won't ever mispronounce it <laughs> once I hear it. This is what Lara said. Danny and I are totally on the same page when it comes to home design. We love homes that are cozy, inviting, and reflect the stories of the families who live there. My husband and I recently bought our first very old house, and it's been a puzzle trying to figure out how to blend our style with its historic character. Danny's podcasts have encouraged me to be creative and thrifty with what we have, especially as we don't yet have the money to do big renovations. Thanks for making it all seem possible, Danny. Oh my gosh, Lara, you are so welcome. And hooray for you. I am so excited to hear and to know that an old house is being loved again because old houses are so storied and they are definitely oozing with all of that character that new homes sometimes just lack. So I love hearing that you are inspired by the show, that you are thrifting to make it possible today, and that you are honoring your family story by doing what you can as the budget allows. Yay, I'm so excited and would love to see pictures, how it looks now, and the transformation that you're going to be making. And now for the announcement. On March 16th, I am hosting a free workshop that teaches you the four steps to creating a home that you can't stop gushing about. Yeah. One of the biggest questions I get is, how do you start? How do you know where to start in home decorating? I get it. Sometimes we are stuck in indecision. It's almost like we are stuck in cement blocks, not knowing which way to go first, not knowing where to start first. Do I start in my living room? Do I start by choosing a color palette? Do I start by cleaning out the pantry? Do I start by raiding my mom's closet? Where, where do I start? <laughs> in this live workshop, I am going to address the four ways that you can start today or then on March 16th, four ways you can start so that you can begin seeing transformation. Now, I already know that some of you are thinking, but I don't have enough money to start. Yeah, this is for you. This is for you because we're going to address that. We're going to address that limiting belief that tells us we have to wait, that we have to live with the same layout, the same furniture, the same tired pieces, the same blah that we are living with, even though we are not inspired by it, even though we don't necessarily love inviting our friends over to that space. So who is this workshop for? This workshop is for you if you have ever thought that I don't have enough money to start. I'm going to have to wait until my kids are grown and gone, or I'm going to have to wait until they are cleaner somehow. Okay, hint, that will never happen. This is for you if you think 
gosh, I keep spending and spending and spending money at Target, trying new things, bringing them home, not loving it, maybe missing the return date, selling it on Facebook Marketplace because I bought the wrong thing. It didn't look good. And I don't really know how to make it look good anyway. This workshop is for you. This workshop is for you. If you've ever bought a piece of furniture, you loved it in the store, it had a great price, you brought it home, and then about a month later, you realize, actually, I don't love it. I quite hate it. This workshop for you is if you are thinking, I am looking at my 15 rooms in my home and every single one of them needs to be redone or redecorated or touched in some creative, crafty way. And I have no clue what to do first. Where's the guidebook? This workshop is for you. It is absolutely free and I invite you to come and join me. So I'm going to give you the link in the show notes. But for those of you who want to stop right now and go there, you can go to bit.ly forward slash four, the number four, steps to start. And you can just register to be on the workshop waitlist. As the time gets closer, I'll send you an email that gives you access to the meeting. And I can't wait to meet you in there. All right, friends, let's get on to today's topic. My five things I always find at Ikea. The five things I always look for at Ikea that usually end up in my cart that I will go to Ikea, make a special trip for in order to bring it home. And I want to know what is on your Ikea list, what you find time and time again that you maybe make a special trip for too. So share that with us over in our Facebook group. All right, enjoy today's show. How many times have you found yourself at your favorite home decor store, browsing aimlessly for an item to spruce up your space, just to bring it home and then not quite like it? Or find that your effort didn't pay off the way that you imagined? That rug you bought? Too big, too small, or too brown? And the curtains? We don't need to go there. Or maybe we do, in this new Tuesday quick tip series, Know Before You Go, brought to you by all the mistakes I've made before, (laughs) and thankfully have learned from. Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating Goodwill shopping budget. And I've learned a few things along the way and definitely made a few mistakes. But I am so excited that you're here learning how you can know before you go. So put down your credit card, grab a notebook and a pen, because you're definitely going to want to take notes. Curious to know which five things always find the, find themselves in my shopping basket at Ikea? <laughs> the first one are 20 by 20 down pillow forms. And I'm not even going to read the Ikea name for it because I will butcher every single one. But these are my go-to all the time. Every time I am at Ikea, I pick up some. Now, of course, I pick up some for my own home, but because I have a brick and mortar store, I always pick up some for pillows that I make for the shop. So these are the inserts that I create when I make pillow forms. And if you know how to sew, even sewing a straight line, this will be one of the most economical ways you can change out your pillows seasonally, can change up the look and the feel of your home for holidays can just have a little change when you feel like it because let's do this simple math that pillow form now they have gone up in price over the last couple years they used to be seven dollars each which is phenomenal now they're nine dollars each 
not too bad. But if you use one yard of fabric, and we'll say that yard of fabric is $7, even $9, that's an $18 pillow. I know that if I look anywhere online, I can spend sometimes 25 to ridiculous 75 or more on a pillow. And I know you're here because you don't want to spend $75 on a pillow unless you absolutely have to. And even then you probably won't. So if you know how to sew a straight line, I highly, highly recommend that you grab yourself a 20 by 20 pillow form at Ikea. Now, the reason I like these is because they are really plump. They keep their shape. I know some of you might not be able to do down, and I understand that, but a lot of times what happens with this synthetic filling is that they lose their shape. They might start out really full, and after a while, they get really, really flat. And here is a side spoiler alert. One of the things that can make your home's appearance feel flat is a flat pillow. So changing that out to something that's even a little bit more plush, whether it is this tw this Ikea pillow form that always lends itself in my cart or something else, I highly recommend it. Now, the other thing too, if you don't know how to sew a straight line, you don't have a sewing machine or you just don't want to, you can grab yourself a pillow cover somewhere else. Now, here's another hint. A lot of times you might think, oh, I'm going to get a 20 by 20 pillow cover to go with a 20 by 12 20 by 20 pillow insert. You can do that. And what you can sometimes find is that there's still just a little bit too much room in the pillow cover. But what can you do instead? You can put a 20 by 20 pillow inside of an 18 by 18 pillow cover holder. Give it a try. If it doesn't go in without too much trouble, sometimes that is exactly the size you need in order to make it a little bit more full. Okay, number two, curtains. I've said this time and time and time again, but curtains are always my number one stop because of the price point and the quality. Always. It is my number one stop before I even begin looking elsewhere because I know that I can get a $40 pair of curtains that are long enough that the quality is just as good as what I would find in a box store. And let me just mention again, $40. <laughs> That's $20 a panel. If I do a quick search on Wayfair, Wayfair Overstock, any of those kind of online budget retailers, but then I go to places like Pottery Barn, Restoration Hardware, Crate and Barrel, prices go up exponentially. And I know for me, living in a home with small children who sometimes hold on to the curtains when they're playing hide and seek. Okay, they're not small. Are you kidding me? They're not small, but they used to be. And they still are small enough to know that sometimes <laughs> their Cheeto fingers should not touch the curtain. So, okay, let's just be honest here. They're not paying for the curtains themselves. They don't care. <laughs> Is that really the reality? They don't care. And as much as I can kind of, I'm air quoting, train them or, you know, teach them that you know, we need to treat these things with respect. They're kids and sometimes their little plush soccer ball goes flying or sometimes their kitties sit behind the window curtain and they get the hair on it or sometimes their little chocolate fingers touch it on their way out, running out the door, whatever. They're kids and they're not necessarily going to be as clean as I would like them to all the time. So if I have to replace them every five years, $40 is not going to break the bank. 
It just isn't. In fact, that is why I went to Ikea this last time, because I am ready to replace the curtains. It is happening. I'm doing a living room refresh this week, and I'm so excited about it. It is also one of those things that is very much I had to sit and stare and ask myself repeatedly, what is the worst that can happen? What is the worst that can happen? Because I, folks, went bold. I went bold. I went dramatic. And I may have gone black. So I will let you know when the, the pictures, the before and after pictures are up on the blog and you can see what you think, the before or the after. But I needed to have some new curtains just to refresh the old ones over time. We're just getting a little ratty, a little too many little chocolate fingers over the years that just needs to be replaced. Now, you hear me say time and time again, too, that when you go to a big box store, a lot of us just want to shop conveniently, right? We, we will go online, we might look on Amazon, and that's fine. But one of the things that happens is we'll go, oh, I'll just get curtains the next time I'm at, at Target, or I'll get curtains the next time I'm at, at I was going to say Walgreens, not don't get them at Walgreens, <laughs> Walmart. But the length of those curtains, even though they're, they might have the same style, uh, longer length online at that store, they don't carry them in store over the over the counter. And what often happens is you will end up with a way too short curtain on your window frame. And that again is tip number two for ways that that your home is being brought down by something that could be avoided. So if you don't go to Ikea for your curtains, be forewarned to look for the right length. But Ikea is super affordable. The third thing I look for are frames, but not just any frame. I really love the Ribba frame. It comes in black or in white. And I think over time it has had a faux wood finish, but I prefer the black for my home and my aesthetic. And they have a matting inside of them, but these are just super sweet. They're not anything fancy. There's no real detail to it. Generic might be the right word, but it is the right appropriateness of thickness for a gallery wall. It is, in my mind, an easy, an easy translatable frame for pretty much any style of home. And the price can't be beat at $11.99 a frame. The fourth thing I look for are baskets, but not just any basket. This basket that I like to look for and I use to hold plants, I use to hold linens in the bathroom, I use to hold my library books when I have a return pile getting ready to take them to the library. Again, I don't want to butcher this. For those of you who speak the native tongue, I know I'm going to butcher it, but this one is F-L-A-D-I-S. And at $14.99, a basket. These can be customized too. You can paint the bottom, you can paint the top, you can add a little tassel, you can add something to it that makes it a little bit more fun and unique to you rather than just wicker. But wicker, we know, acts kind of like wood in that it brings warmth and texture and nuance to your space. So these ones are definitely my go-to. And I love that they have a handle. I literally have taken these ones to the library when I've gone to the Dropbox and I literally have placed my plants inside. So they're super versatile, big enough, yet small enough, and always a go-to. The fifth thing I have on my list are plants. You are not surprised by this. I'm sure I've done a couple episodes where I talk specifically about how you can, even if you think that you have a black thumb rather than a green thumb, how you can 
start safely and rather inexpensively with IKEA plants. Now, a couple of my favorites, there are several different price points, but a couple of my favorites land in the $12.99 price point. These are the 8-inch potted plants, and my very, very favorite is Pothos. And those plants are trailing over time. They're super communicative, meaning they tell you when they need to be watered because they start looking just a teeny tiny little bit sad, but they don't necessarily have to sit in a well-lit area. They can sit a little bit um, in indirect light and they just thrive really, really well. I just picked up another one the other day. I now have three and they are going so strong. So that is definitely one of my go-tos. But if you wanted something a little bit less expensive, the four inch potted plants are $4.99. Now here's the trick. Okay, are you wanting to try plants and you're just a little scared and you think I kill every single one I touch? Okay, let me give you a pointer because those four inch plants, a lot of them are succulents. And if you kill succulents, even though people keep saying, but they're the easiest plants, (laughs) they are if you know how to water them. If you have a succulent at home, keep it in the original pot that it was in and and water it from the bottom. Don't put water on the top. That is my hint for you. So here's what I do. When I have my succulent, I take it out of the pot because I have the decorative pot, right, that it sits in. And I take the little pot that it came in, the plastic pot that it came in outside of, out of the decorative pot, and I put it inside of a raised dish, like a pie plate. And then I put a couple others in there as well. And then I pour water into the bottom and I let the plants soak up the water from the bottom. I don't ever water them from the top because they get grumpy. They start shouting at me (laughs) that they are not happy with the way that I feed them. So they have definitely thrived once I learned this trick several years ago. But that is my number one hint for you if you think, oh my gosh, I just kill every single one. You can take a $4.99 risk, you can, and try a succulent and give it this Give it the watering from the bottom and see if that turns your luck. All right, and I said I have five things I always look for but that end up in my basket, but I'm going to give you another one. This one is definitely going to break the bank at $3.99. <laughs> this is in the kitchen section, and actually another kitchen essential, which I just toss in, is my I, my kitchen scrub brush. I like that they have the suction cup on the end, and it's like two bucks, so that I always stock up on when I go to Ikea because I don't go very often. But this one, the $3.99, is a water bottle with a stopper. These are so sweet when you have a party, if you have a diffuser that you need to have distilled water sitting next to, these bottled water, these bottles of water with a stopper on them look a little bit more elevated even though it's just a bottle of water. But having those out at your next dinner party, the next time you have your in-laws over for dinner and they think, how, wow, how fancy are you? And you chuckle and think, I'm $3.99 fancy. That's how fancy I am. But it just elevates it just enough to make it seem a little fancier than it should. And that water bottle is called, I can pronounce this one, Corkin. At least I think I can pronounce it. All right. Those ones definitely end up in my basket. Now these ones, I'm going to give you a list of things I always look out for, even though I may or may not take them home. And this is just a quick list. And I have six as well. So the first thing are blankets. I always stop to see what blankets they have. I have lucked out over the years with really thick quality blankets. 
And of course, if you've been following me along on Instagram, you know that I love tassels. I love a little fringe. And a lot of times these blankets have that. Now, if they're really thin in quality, I'm not going to pick it up. But sometimes if it's something that I can use for a client or if I can use in my own home to refresh a space, those land in my cart. Number two, faux rugs. This is such a great way to soften a piano bench, maybe garden chairs outside when it's still a little chilly. A great way to add a cute little layer for a kitty in front of the fireplace instead of having one of those big bulky kitty beds. A really great addition and not a great expense. Number three, I'm always looking at the organizer section. Some of the pegboards, some of the clear plastic bins, the kitchen organizers, all the things to tidy spaces to be most efficient for me. Number number four, planters. If I'm going to get a plant, I'm going to look in their planter section to see about different pots. Now this doesn't always land in my to-go bin, but every once in a while I find one that I think is super sweet. Like this last time, it wasn't on my list, but I am a big, big fan of hobnail. Do you know hobnail? It's where the little polka dots are raised on the surface. I am a fan. In fact, if it has a polka dot, call me, call me smitten because I love myself a polka dot, but if the polka dot is the same color as the material it's sitting on, even better, and that's called hobnail. Number five are dishes. If you've heard me say before that I love having a base, a foundation of my dishware being white so that I can create different tablescapes with interesting dishes, maybe seasonally or for different parties or whatnot. And sometimes I get inspired by the little plates or the little cups or the little bowls that Ikea has to offer. Not always, but every once in a while I find something that would make my white dishes pop in a really fun way. And the last one, number six, is inspiration. I am always on the lookout for inspiration. I will walk, this last time I went by myself, even though I tried enticing my children to come with me, no one wanted to walk for an hour. They knew what I was going to do. And this is what I do. As I go through the showroom, which I think is the most fascinating part of the whole Ikea experience, I will stop and stare at the entrance. I kind of might look like a creeper and it's totally fine. (laughs) But I am just taking it all in. I'm looking at the way things are organized, the layouts, the colors, the textures. I'm looking at the way that space is utilized from floor to ceiling. I'm looking at the minimal design, but also how cozy it feels with not so much in there. I'm looking at patterns. I'm looking at textures. I am really trying to take it all in. And this is a wonderful source of inspiration for me. So friends, what is it that you gravitate towards when you go to Ikea? what is it? I want to know. Pop on over to our Facebook group and let me know. Are you an Ikea fan? Yay or nay? And what do you get? What is something that you always try to look for or something that you always seem to get when you're there? I want to know. All right, friends, and be sure to mark March 16th on your calendar for the free live workshop. I cannot wait to teach you a little bit to inspire you to create that home that you can't stop gushing about because sister friend, your homes are places of respite. They are places of retreat. They are places that should serve you and your family well. And if it doesn't serve you and your family well, if it doesn't inspire you, delight you, then we need to change that. And let's start that journey on March 16th. I'll see you there. 
Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.